0: What's going on, Radio Freest fan listeners, and welcome to episode 121 of the Radio Freeest Fan Podcast. My name is Michael. I've got my co host Scott here. Go and say what's going on, Scott.
1: Well, hello, ladies.
0: We also have powerful Ryan. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, everyone. And of course, we have sweet, sweet Beasley. On the on the soundboard right now, making sure y'all get the best sound possible for this podcast. So where's Derek? I don't know, man. Uh, I noticed he did not respond to our messages in the group chat, so I'm assuming he's probably working. I'm assuming, but he might just roll up as he usually does. Into he's got a house key here,
1: so he just sees his (laughs) way in. questionable decision you've made there, but that's okay. (laughs) He comes and visits
0: Kitty whenever I'm out of town or out of state. Like, he's like her, uh, he'll just come in and pop in, check on her, watch a Netflix show or two with her, and, you know, be about his merry way.
1: Yep, there you go.
0: (laughs) You gotta, you gotta have these reliable people in your life that'll come check on your cat for you. So, either way. So, uh, this episode. We got a good episode. We uh, we have our. We're gonna go over our hobby progress, what we've been working on, what we've been doing in our hobby. I feel like we're all all over the place on this one, which is kind of cool because I like hearing what you guys do. Uh, then we're gonna go over some voicemails and emails we had. Uh, then we are going to talk a little bit about the Colts of Paint Kickstarter. I'm pretty excited that they've done extremely well with that. And lastly, we got some War Gamer Camp updates. We're gonna talk about. So, who wants to start with hobby progress? Who's coming in?
1: I'll do it. What you it's got? fine. I got fresh hobby progress, bro. I just finished a game about a whole 30 minutes before I hopped on here. So, it's as fresh as it gets. I played a game with a powerful Eric, our, our uh, good friend that lives in Louisville here with me. And um, we played like 32K worth of uh, of a uh, classic battle tech today we played for like seven fucking hours it was a really really long game but it was a lot of fun um you played uh word of blake like protectorate and i played uh clan like clan hell's horses my my, my jam um the thing is and i i have come to realize this like ryan tried to explain to me this but i didn't understand it until today that Clan technology, like my un my army specifically, and the the stuff they use is very, 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 very good. Like very, 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 very fucking good. <laughs> like it, it's like something of the same name in my army just shoots farther, like twice as far does twice as much damage. Fucking really brutal. So oh,
2: well, and also when you look into the, the construction rules, like I was telling you, they weigh less as well so when some, when you're like when your large laser shoots half again as far does half get as much damage and weighs half as much where you can put double the amount on like hey it's man
1: not- we're good at maths and sciences and stuff don't be fucking jealous okay oh i'm
2: not i'm just stating that like it's there's unseen shit if you're just looking at the the record sheet and you don't actually know how the construction rules work there's hidden stuff in there that's like they're even better than what they appear just looking yeah. at the range damage is all I'm saying.
1: So his army his army kind of works in a funny way. Like Range modifiers are a really big deal in Battletech. It's a 2d6 system, and what you're trying to do is ro- roll above a roll. So, like, say I'm a gunnery 3, so I started a 3. Uh, in medium range, that's 2, so now I'm a 6, and he's in cover for a 7. So whoa, I have to whoa, roll... Whoa. You went from three, you went. That's five, sir. Sorry, yeah, whatever. Hey, I, I did just said I was good at math. <laughs> I just by a factor of two. Listen, all right, I'm not good at math sciences. i how bad that shit was. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. So I, I would have to beat a five on two d six. But his army has a special network thing where certain models in his army can. No matter how far away they are, as long as they're within the maximum range of their weapons, and they have a, another model who's part of this network who's closer, they can use that model's distance to me as opposed to their own so they don't suffer some modifiers. Well, I found the fucking kryptonite to that little trick, and they're called ECM Suite. So It's like a Duke system if you're in the military or a Thor, except it actually works and you don't die. <laughs> it goes off under your truck. So it, uh, I fucking had like four of those and they form a bubble and it fucking it just totally fucks. It makes me totally well, if I take away that fun little trick from his army, his army plays like any other spirit thing, basically. Better pot. And uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't work out really well, but it was a fun game and we had a really good time. It's a good-looking table, so there's that, and I always enjoy hanging out with Eric. Eric, like, legit, makes a lot of effort to make sure all his shit's painted and he's a fun guy to play with and all that jazz. It was a good game, but that's about it. Did I already talked about my city table I'm doing? That's I don't about think it? so. So, I bought, like, a fucking ton of train from this uh company called hardware studio i know i've mentioned this somewhere before i bought that i bought of fucking drop ship and i'm gonna make like a city table it's gonna be the nicest fucking baltech city table i've ever got it's gold i'm gonna wire it up with leds a whole time here then uh the another little uh thing is coming in My, another 28 millimeter pack on its way so to get to paint that thing and have a have a second mech for our like fucking elite level biotech game and uh i wanted to give this dude a shout out i talked to him beforehand so he knows that a lot of people were gonna hear this so he's expecting i was like listen people really have taken with the whole 28 millimeter mech thing and his uh he was like cool shout me out and he does great work so i don't mind mentioning him. his name is david marquise and his uh, Facebook page. Let me look it up. Real quick. He has. Um, he owns a, a series of 3D printers. And I think he's going to be buying a few more. His his Facebook page for his business is HI3D Hawaii 3D Print. And um, basically anything off Thingsiverse. Shapeways or sites that have downloadable, you know. 3d printing file you can print on ender 3 or a, a similar 3d printer that scale he can print you know and he will charge you you know a a fee for however much the file costs him to purchase plus you know labor i don't know what his rates are really but what he wants to set him out for like large-scale business So i don't want to mention them. but he's a really really nice guy he's very very easy to work work with and uh you want to reach out to him i'll send you the link to this page michael in our little chat and you can uh you know put it on our facebook page or whatever for i told him i was like you know he's the one who prints my our mechs if you're a fan of the thing we posted up uh, once he did that work he took a file from a website called gambody g-a-m-body.com uh if you click on the mech worker tag on that pop up with a series of files you can print in so, reach out to them if it's something you're interested in or you want to make the pilgrimage to the Battle Barn. Fucking throw some dice with us like our elite level goddamn tech style games. That would be a really good start. To reach out to guys. I'll shoot Michael the link and put it up on our Facebook page. It's HI3DY. Uh, it is fantastic.
0: I I saw the uh, the Kodiak that your brother got, and holy shit, that thing looks nice. And like that was like, yeah, I'll go pick up one of those three D printers. Yeah, (laughs) man. Yeah. I started processing. It's like, eh, I know I'm probably gonna want more than one of these, so may as well just nip it in the bud.
1: I shared the little screenshot in the uh, in our chat, Michael. So if you want to go to that page and figure out, I don't know how to share it, but I'm sure you know. Ain't be that hard.
0: Yep, yep. I'll get it shared. Make sure everybody gets to see it. Is he the one printing up your uh, your city train, or or no? You're going from a separate... no,
1: uh, hardware studios printed up my city train, oh, that's and right. I take a lot of. Pr- I'll take a lot of pride in this because the amount of shit I ordered, they emailed me back, and they're like, for those three days, all of our printers did nothing but print your fucking order. So I was like, sweet. I shut you down. That's what I like to hear. sippy so. sippy pictures.
0: <laughs> I want to see, yeah. see all the staff
1: fucking running around.
0: Oh. <laughs> we- <laughs> <It's->
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to see the chaos and panic on their face. We <laughs> lost number eight. Number eight's oh, down. God. The fucking machine malfunction we lost, Henry. He <laughs> was a good man, okay? He'd want us to finish this. <laughs> He'd want us to finish Mr. Switzer's
0: order. Get his body out of the way. Get it back up and running. Some dude in a fucking spacesuit just sweating. Just We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. What about you, Ryan, man? What you been working on? um
2: well it took i once again worked a lot working pretty hard on getting this hobby camp thing going this is i feel like going to be the roughest part of it like going into it until we actually obviously once you get closer to the event you have to actually go there and get everything set up and ready to go that's usually the most hectic part but i would say this is the second hardest part which is just getting the ball rolling on everything getting all the info you need getting as much stuff locked in as you can to get info to people who want to come. So that ate up most of my week, getting all that squared away. Um, then as far as like actual hobby stuff goes, you gave me these uh, this whole table's worth of terrain that somebody else had like built and got a really good start on. But uh, it had been played on quite a bit, and it was in pretty rough shape, like a lot of the paint was wore off and it never was really 100% um, completed, so I've been sitting down trying to get it basically completed and then matte varnished, so uh, I got everything done on it, except I'm still actually working on it while we're recording so if I sound different than I normally do it's because I'm out in my uh, open living room area thing in my basement working on this uh, but uh, I got I'm painting these, doing the dotted lines on the roads. So I'm doing that right now, and I'm doing, basically working on the last tile. When I get this done, there's one other tile that I just noticed he didn't paint. Like, he painted one of the exterior walls, like, this blue color, and then painted, like, the trim and stuff this gold color, and then he didn't do any of the other walls for some reason. (laughs) So I have to uh, basically paint that, and then... Other than that, I think they're pretty well done. But I've been working on this since about, I don't know,
1: noon. Fuck so. Yeah. You too put in a fucking long day of nerdy shit.
2: Yeah. Well, I started working on this yesterday and I literally put one thing of paint on my palette and put my brush in it. And my phone rang and work called me. And I was like, are you kidding me? So it's like. Oh, the other thing I did, I had to clean up my basement and unpack everything from Heresy Camp and Michigan GT. So, I finally got all that done and squared away. I'll be honest. After a day of
1: doing... What'd you say? After a day of doing, like, full-on gaming or whatever for, like, seven or eight hours, I just have to look at myself in the mirror and wonder how I'm not a virgin. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like how, did, how did I ever have children to compare? <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> I'm a slick talker. Oh
1: <laughs> God! No, God dude, it's a good thing I was good at hiding this for a long time. <laughs> oh, boy. Get.
0: Get from here, cat.
2: My cat's gonna leave yo- little yellow footprints all over everything.
0: Little little Salem over there, dude. Little Salem. <laughs> Sorry. Here. Been watching the Sabrina show, man. <laughs> That's just. It, nice. it, it's funny because it's like, you know, a show about witches and the cat gives its name Salem. Like, it chooses the name Salem, which is like the equivalent of being like, I don't know, named Auschwitz, I feel like. If, just, if that, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's, a, if that's just me, but that's what I feel like.
1: This is my fucking cat Jonestown Massacre. <laughs> For real.
0: Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a really... Shitty name to pick, but all right, cool.
2: That guy's from Indiana, by the
0: way. What guy? Jim
2: Jones. The Jonestown Massacre
0: guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. (sighs) So I guess on to my hobby progress. Uh, So I did some painting last week. I painted up another fishing lure. I don't know if I showed you guys that. It was... uh, yellow and red. Did I show you guys that fishing lure paint up from a Pops? No. Maybe not. Either way.
2: I'm i not interested in your fishing lures. I'm far more interested in that other lady that does some fishing lures.
0: <laughs> for real, man. <laughs> I found a... So I was looking for used fishing lures on, on old eBay to maybe see if like I could find some that are just fucked up that I could practice airbrushing on. And uh, there's this lady on eBay... Let me hold on. You know what, all you listeners out there, you'll find this interesting. Let me see if I can uh, find this sweet, (laughs) sweet. Oh, you'll
1: find it interesting.
0: Oh no, I I deleted it. I deleted all the like search history. I was like, I can't have this popping up when I'm searching for someone on eBay. Just go
2: to our chat and hit the top, where you can look at all the photos, and you'll find it real quick.
0: Was her name in there? What's her?
2: Oh well, you just posted like three or four. Uh, photographs from her Facebook or
0: whatever. Yeah. Or
2: from her
0: eBay account. Yeah, I didn't do her her eBay name. I can't remember her. Either way, either way. This lady on eBay, she sells these fishing lures that she gets, I guess, like, used because they're kind of beat up and all this jazz. And she just, like, takes a picture of these fishing lures in her bra and, like, just right in front of her tits. She just, like, has these eBay sales. (laughs) And she has, like, I don't know, like... 70 or 80 lures for sale. They're all getting bids on them. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, she's doing, doing the Lord's work.
2: Look, look. She puts effort in, all right? She's in a different uh, top in every picture.
0: It's true. It's true. She's definitely, uh... She swaps you know it out. You know
1: some creepers, like, I'll pay an extra $10 if you fart on that before you send <laughs> <said> it. <laughs>
0: I can only imagine the different... uh. <laughs> the different uh, questions she gets about her fish and lures. But either way, that's a, uh, I looked into all these different designs and all this stuff. Cause I'm, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm enjoying airbrushing lures. That's just the bottom line. It's just like a, a fun thing to do. But I did that this week. I, I did some research into what, uh, what fish can actually see in the, Water that we fish in, and it's like something I've never looked into or nor cared about because I've always used live bait. never really used fishing lures. Uh, but then I there you go send it to you guys. Uh, I don't know if I had that Lehman Russ painted up last week, but I've got a Lehman Russ painted up. I painted up some mordians. I took a death corpse of Krieg commander, put a Mad Robot Miniatures Mordian head on him and painted him up. Painted up three quad mortars. Painted up a Medusa and like went to town on the weathering effects on the Medusa. Uh, I kind of went back to one of my the old techniques that I learned a long time ago from that Dr. Faust painted, which is basically blast the whole thing in uh, AK Interactive Rust Streaks. But before I did that, I did the sponge technique. So, I painted up this like this gray, this Japanese navy gray, and then I hit it up with some black sponge technique. In all the really big black areas that were like big chips, I took some uh a uh, I took some Secret Weapon Miniatures red rust and I put it inside those really big chips so it looks like they're rusty. And then I hit the whole thing up with uh a K interactive Rust streaks and then did the the wash down and all that stuff and I don't know man. It came out real good after the after the flat mat coat. I feel like uh, I was real I was real happy with it. So did that guy. Uh, I'm in the process right now of filming a video for YouTube. I told you guys that I had bought that really shitty fucking like Lehman Russ on eBay and it came from Poland. I got it in I had a Blood and Skulls Industries turret to put on top of it, and I just happened to have a Taro Model Maker uh, Gatlin gun to go on it. So I'm gonna make it into a Lehman Rust Punisher. And oh, I So it's I got the I got the Blood and Skulls Industries Tiger Turret. So if y'all know what a tiger tank looks like, it's got the uh, it's got that kind of like alien look to it, like the head where it kind of comes out the back a little bit in the turret so that it has room for the recoil for the big eighty-eight or is it 88 on the tiger? Either way, it's sure. it's it's meant for room, and then you can like, play. Okay, your- where you at? Yeah, for real. We'll get an email about it. Anyway, it's this tiger turret. It's pretty fucking badass. Uh, I I put that on there, but the whole purpose of the whole exercise was I wanted to film a a YouTube video. Like I said, I've been dude, like I'm so about these like restoration videos right now. I watched a video the other day that was like an hour and a half. Of a guy straight up taking like a chainsaw, a seized chainsaw from the 50s, and like bringing it back to like prime chainsaw action. Like it was seized up, couldn't do anything (laughs) with it. It would still
2: be shittier than a steel that's 10 years old.
0: And he painted it orange and white, dude, like (laughs) to defile, to defile your steel. So either way, dude, this dude, like you just can't process the like, like how, like. Obviously, everything he's doing, you're like, I could do that. I could definitely do that. I'm just not going to take the time to do that because, you know, I'm not crazy. And so uh, be, I've been watching a ton of those videos, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that to a Lehman Russ. I'm going to save a poor Warhammer model from from the eBay and from the the garbage, and I'm going to bring it back. And uh, I'm about halfway filming through that video right now. I just looked at some of the time-lapse footage of me. I, I put it in uh, – a. LA awesome. LA totally awesome for 12, probably actually more like 13 hours, 14 hours. I put it in there for 14 hours or so and then pulled it out. And then, like, the time lapse of me using a toothbrush on paint removal is like so therapeutic. I promise you're probably going to watch. Like, every, like, if you, if you put this video on before bed, I think you'll have a, like, it'll put you right, to, right to sleep. So. Working on that right now. Nope. I don't Start.
2: think that's like a good. My video will put you to sleep. Isn't a good advertisement for your own
0: video.
1: Yeah, that is not good, bud.
0: And <laughs> it's man. You know, you go to the, you go to the sleep to my sweet, sweet sultry sound. I'm gonna get some like uh, some like chill, chill ass like electric music on the background, like like some uh, some uh, uh, Stranger Things music going on. You know, so you can just like. Be lured in to this my video. It's gonna be sweet, man. You're a be believer
1: about the LA totally awesome now.
0: Yeah, dude. So like the first time I tried it, I guess I just I was too impatient with it. And this time, I you know because I was doing it for the tube, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it its full 12 hours. And like in, I might even come back and give it a full 24 hours. And uh, it uh it it fucking works, dude. Like it absolutely strips paint. I don't. I don't know. Y'all saw that tank that I posted up, which was like the looked like it was painted by fingernail polish. Uh, good news is it wasn't, but that tank definitely needed some love, and I was totally afraid that the the paint wasn't going to come off. But I, I guess they, like, whoever painted it didn't use primer. They just used another paint to paint the so-called white primer on there, and so everything was just like one one or two like toothbrush strokes away from getting rubbed off so uh but that la totally awesome not only does it break down the paint but it also breaks down the the glue as well so i got to like break it down without actually snapping it apart and all that jazz so pretty good hopefully that'll be done by i I plan on finishing the actual video tonight but actually get it out there probably fully edited monday or tuesday We'll see. But so, yeah, that that was my hobby progress this week. Uh, also, Dust USA gave a whole bunch of like leaks for the Japanese units and like what they're what they're good at, their cards and all that jazz. And so we did a review on my other podcast, Radio Free Fairgrad. We broke down all the units. We had a powerful Ben. Y'all guys met him at Hobby at a heresy camp. And uh, one of our other buddies, Michael, came on, and we were just breaking down these new units coming out and how good they're going to be in in Dust and how they're going to shake up the meta a little bit. And one of them, the Tengu, is actually this, like, rail... Like, the new Japanese, uh, for all of y'all that are kind of interested in Dust, the every block, which is Allies, SSU, Mythos and uh, Axis, and now the IJN, or the Imperial Japanese Navy. Uh, each block has its own specialized weapon that they get in their army. Like the Axis get lasers, the Allies get phasers, the SSU get Tesla. Uh, the Mythos are supposed to have some death ray thing. And then the IJN got released with uh, with railguns. And it's uh, they, they introduced the first model with a railgun. They showed his card this week. And it's called this Tangu, and he has like this unlimited range, just like tank destroyer <laughs> weapon. But he's like a tank four, which is like a a small. It's like putting, it's like putting a, uh, uh, I guess it'd be like the equivalent of putting a volcano cannon on like a Sakaran chassis. You're just like, right. uh. <laughs> it's like that thing is very powerful, but <laughs> <What happens? laughs> it's gonna have some trouble. So. But they did give it that unlimited range, so on boards like uh, so, when you play on
2: your two mat game, it can shoot four four
0: squares. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll get like one turn of shooting if you play in the uh, in the two mats. But if you play on uh, man giant man dingo mats like uh, like Ryan and myself and everybody that we know, then you're actually going to get to get to not have your dog on a leash. You're going to let it get let him stretch his legs. So. So yeah. It's pretty cool, man. I'm pretty excited about it. We already got my uh, my pre orders for my stores done and got it on the way. So trying to think the about The new it. Japanese
2: stuff looks pretty fucking rad. Like that's really all you need to know. Even if you don't know
0: anything about the game or the rules or whatever, the fucking models are great. Well, here, check this out, Ryan. Let me just pop this off of your head real quick. So that new IJN tank, the Tangu. Did you see his card?
2: The railgun one?
0: The railgun one, yeah. The unlimited yeah, range railgun. Okay. So the next level from that is that that super heavy samurai walker, right? Yep. Okay. That thing is Tank 7 and it's 25 points. So the Tangu's What? Tw- yeah, yeah, the Tangus twenty points. All right. So, like, I, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you're basically like, why would I buy the Sakar Venator when I can have the <laughs> the Shadow Sword for like twenty more points? Like, what? You you kidding me? Like, <laughs> so it's gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah,
2: just, that seems a little uh, not. Super well thought out. That'll probably change.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking so. But anyway, that giant Imperial Japanese walker is like a... I don't know. You saw pictures of it when we were at Gen Con. It's that massive Japanese like samurai walker. that They could have repointed him. I just don't know. And that was like the points at Gen Con. But it's... Uh, I don't know. The, the Tengu came in strong at 20 points. And when points levels you in games that usually play are like 100 points... That's a good chunk of your army dedicated to tank and like there's a lot of things that can one piece a fucking tank four. I mean, it's just the bottom line.
2: Well I, I still think that, that uh of the Japanese stuff, that uh artillery flamethrower walker is pretty rad. The both and, sides. Uh, I like the I like the ninjas a lot too.
0: Yeah, the the boson is the new. It's a it's a phosphorus throwing flamethrower walker, so it shoots out mm-hmm. phosphor- phosphoric flames, which is like it's just fucking never ending, and it stays in place where like the it's just like phosphex in Warhammer in Heresy, it stays there and keeps on burning. But what's funny is the boson is Japanese, like it's a Japanese. Chicken that it's like that blows ghost fire, so like it's like some myth, mythological Japanese creature that like, that's a chicken that blows ghost fire. So, okay, yeah, but what, it also
2: has a mortar on it, too an artillery mortar thing,
0: yeah, range, uh, a 16 inch range four square mortar. Which is an assault mortar that does fucking damage against everything. Really good damage against everything. So it's kind of like uh those uh those knee mortars that they had in Japan. Those really decent knee mortars that you like. Well, you didn't actually put them on your knee. You just slammed them into the ground, but they're really short range mortars. Mm-hmm. It has one of those little assault mortars on its butt. Like it uses like a little a little uh, scorpion. It's pretty cool, man. They're they're fucking their walkers are pretty badass. The only thing is, none of them come with uh, come with any sort of smoke launchers or anything. So you're really just trying to get up there naked. Which, if you're playing on he-man sized tables, then it's gonna be a, a rough time unless you have uh, somebody popping smoke for you or throwing smoke down like one of the artillery uh, artillery walkers. So. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. They had the naval cadets got, their rules got released. They're pretty goddamn good in combat. Uh, yep. And they're cheap as shit. The ninjas are only five points, which is bonkers.
1: It's like, there's the... Those like, are my favorite models they have, the ninjas. Those they're, are fucking sick.
0: They're hands down like the most points efficient infantry like that I've laid eyes upon. Like my five point Chinese squads, they get submachine guns and they say go. Like, that's all they get. Whereas, like, the five point uh, ninjas get special camouflage cover. They get submachine guns that have silencers on them that don't break their camo. And then they've got, like, smoke grenades. They're just, like, ridiculous. They've got fucking katanas. And my little Chinese dudes are like, what? Why? Are, like, how are we even in the same realm with points as you guys? So. I don't know. And then they got a four-point, like, ninja uh, special character who will just, like, wipe any non-dedicated close combat infantry. She'll just clean house with them. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool units came out. Well, got announced for Wave 10 and 11. So it's going to be a big deal. That's Dust. Super exciting. If you want to hear more information about them, Radio Freeze Fairground. with you. And you can learn how to spell that yourself. Yeah. So let's uh y'all wanna kick over to some voicemail, see what we got in the old mailbag here. And nobody sent us a fucking scary story yet, so I'm a little bit uh, a little bit hurt by that. That's okay. We'll see what we got here. Uh the first email comes from Chris. He says, New 30K podcast. Hey, guys, I'm sure you've seen my numerous posts. I was wondering if you were willing to give us a shout-out on your next episode. Here's the newest spam post I've been putting up everywhere. The Road to Damnation, a Horus Heresy podcast, episode 8, Airbrushing 101, is live on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, So this is a new podcast. It is The Road to Damnation by Powerful Chris. I'm uh, kind of curious. Oh, oh God, dang it!
2: I think c- Shane's on that one too.
0: I think they are. Maybe let's see here. Either way. The road to damnation. A New Jersey. Yeah, it's got to be Shane in there. A New Jersey Horace Heresy event and podcast page. Bless his little heart. Yep. Episode- Chris, Duncan.
2: Chris Duncan came over and helped me clean my basement and when he did um, powerful uh, events, called us on Skype and we like had a Skype mandate, me, Chris, and
0: Vinny. So, shout out
1: to those guys. Cool
0: dudes, Axie. You said you had a Skype mandate? Oh, yeah. mandate. Mandate. Okay. I combined those words together without the hyphen. And I was like, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What kind of mandate? That's badass, dude. Let's see what else we got. Road to Damnation. Go listen to it, guys. Go give them a check out. They have a Facebook group. Definitely get involved in that. They can already see some sweet-ass pictures of some Emperor's children in there. So let's see what else we got. Hold on.
2: It's not a molly sash. Okay, get it right. This is Duncan, by the way. It would be a bandolier, not a molly sash. You know, you'd have little loops for each individual model or paint. Something like that. Not a sash, a bandolier, get it right. Slightly <laughs> less, you know, fruity. Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine, that's fine. You know, we, I, uh, I don't know who it was that posted about the, uh, they were like, Yeah, I'll go to heresy camp, but I don't want a Molly. I don't want a sash. I want a. a, He said, "I want a dictator sash," which was like the that you know, (laughs) like (laughs) these like. (laughs) They had Qaddafi. I think it was over Qaddafi. Yeah, it was Qaddafi. It was the old fucking mad dog had his had his sash going across. it. It was fucking hilarious. But a bandolier. Let's go ahead and see what we can do with that. I don't even know if you can get like a like a cloth bandolier i'm sure you can
1: yeah like um you ever buy 556 five, ammo in bulk yeah, a lot of times the little stripper clips will come in a cardboard box that's stuffed inside one of those green like bandolier things you're right yeah dude i gotta i used to have a bunch yeah. of those yeah <clears throat>
0: Wow. See, man, this
1: is like the third time me being a serial killer has paid off for this podcast.
0: Wow. Those would be very useful and very cheap. Look at those guys. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I told you. Look how cool that looks. That'd be badass. Like, what do those look like when they're on you? Not that it matters. Not that we're, you know, trying to impress the ladies over at Wargame Camp, but. As somebody who's recently picked up playing Mordians, I've got to worry about how they look on your your blue attire. Look at that guy. huh? <laughs> look at that boy I'm talking about. Yeah, nice,
1: man. <laughs> Sassy.
0: So, bandolier. We'll be getting
1: syphilis from courtly winches in no time with that thing on.
0: <laughs> oh, look at that. Adjustable length cloth one-six scale bandolier <coughs> cartridge belt. Okay, so this is a, for like, this is for little action figure dudes, one-six scale. I appreciate it, boys. I get it, uh, but I want this in real size. How do I feel that bandolier cartridge belt? Bandolier cartridge. I think this is gonna be like where the the price is gonna scar skyrocket. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's badass. Old West bandoliers made of leather and shit? I don't know, man. S- slowly. I dig it. Thank you, Chris. I knew it was you from the second you started talking, but I knew. Hope you're feeling good. Oh, no, that was Duncan that was Kendall, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Hope you're feeling better, Duncan.
2: Chris doesn't listen to this. He's too good for us.
0: That's okay. I believe you. Either way. Oh, look at that guy. Dude, look how much. Try and keep the tail off of that guy. Am I right?
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just... Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Save some. Tang for the rest of us,
1: sir. Jesus Christ, buddy! <laughs> Don't be <laughs> talking at all.
2: Somebody call Luke Rockhold. Tell him he's not the man anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just go type in bandolier in uh in the old in the old Google image search, and you'll get a whole bunch of uh, people that probably shouldn't be wearing bandoliers. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Come on. What are you doing, ma'am? What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. You don't oh, need that many gosh. shotgun shells.
1: <laughs> you... And she's shooting go a go fucking magazine-fed shotgun. <laughs> yeah. so she would have to pull the fucking empty magazine out and pull each of those shells. In. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it.
0: <laughs> She's shooting a Saga 12 gauge that has a massive magazine on it, and she thought it was smarter to wear two bandoliers than carry extra magazines. It's just very inefficient method of shooting, ma'am.
2: And what were we watching the other day? Oh, I know what it was. I had never I haven't seen it yet. Black Panther was on TV the other day. And the bad guys in the convoy at the beginning that Black Panther like attacks the convoy of trucks.
0: Okay, okay, you know, what I'm
2: talking about Michael. Have You seen the show? Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I mean, all I'm those dudes have bandoliers of like seven six two by three nine rounds, and they all have AKs that, with clips. So it's the same thing. It's like, what are you doing? With these you're just wearing random ammo belts, and none of you have a belt fed weapon. It's a look
1: like, I'm going for, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was the very first thing I know. I look up and I go, "Why are these? Why are these dudes wearing fucking?"
1: Looks like yeah, these guys well. just came from a fucking Pancho V, a cosplay costume yeah. party.
2: <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? I, yeah. And the rest of my family...
0: What? It's yeah, the same... It's no, this is a different picture. Same guy, different yeah. bandolier. <laughs> God bless him. Keep it up, man. No, I don't know. Maybe they're hoping that they run across... a. Uh, random rpk or something like that and <laughs> they'll just get to use their bandolier it's just a it's nobody's fault <laughs> it's the movies so that looks like it's gonna be it man that's it for voicemails we're done not a single spooky story in the bunch and this is the last episode before november Pretty pretty sad by that to be honest with you but anyway uh, you want to talk about the kickstarter for yeah cult of paint
1: do so my man it was Harder and Steinbeck
0: Well, Harder and Steinbeck had a kickstarter that was very uh cult of paint centric. So they yeah. sma- they smashed that shit, boys. It
1: worked uh, out from what I heard.
0: Congratulations to the Colts paint guys. Uh, they definitely, definitely pushed their push their airbrush. Uh, last I saw, actually, I'll go check right now. As of this recording, the Kickstarter, when I they reached
2: they reached their goal in I think eighteen minutes.
0: Whoa, Henry cut his hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a video on their cult of paint page where Henry's hair is now cut. I don't know how to feel about that. I'd like to take my Kickstarter money and take that back, please. Yep. Go ahead and <laughs> refund that, please. If you could just get that sent back to me. Yeah, so they had a nine thousand dollar goal, nine thousand six hundred twenty four, which I'm guessing was like a seven thousand dollar goal from like of pounds. I don't know. 7500 pound goal or $7000 7000 pound goal. I don't know whatever it is. Uh so it was, it, it translates over to a $9000 goal and as of right now, guess what that number is at? 100k. Very close. $93,000 is what they've raised on their Kickstarter. Uh So here's the thing about that, dude. So like I like being one of the pushers of this Kickstarter, you know, being like, you know, like helpful, it's like, hey, yeah, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll support you regardless. I find out 15 minutes late that the Kickstarter has started. And I was like, okay, let me go ahead and pop over there. I was at work when it was going on. I was like, I'll pop over there. I'll go ahead and put my money down. I'll get me one of them collector's edition. Nope, they're all sold out. Like, as soon as I fucking 15 minutes after it started, they were all sold out. And I was salty as fuck. because for one you get these like you'll get the infinity that has the special cult of paint logo lasered on the top and then it's also got a serialized number as well it's like you are number one of 100 or three of 100 or 88 of 100 either way you know i was going to be happy to show off that like you know i supported the of paint and it ships faster than all the other ones and i was like perfect Went in there, nope, fucked. And so I kept on going back to check because I wanted to see how good they were doing. And like I was like some sort of like God heard my cries. And hours after this Kickstarter started, somebody I guess backed out or had their card declined or something. And one of the uh, one of the pledges opened up for the collector's edition. And I was able to swap my pledge over to the collector's edition one so it all it all worked out man it all it all worked i'm just extremely happy about that so i'm very excited for this airbrush very very excited I'm, I'm gonna the day it gets here i'm gonna bend all my needles while my other ones i'm just gonna throw them <laughs> in <laughs> i was like no don't with these so congratulations guys over at the Cult of Paint. you guys did fantastic your work is fantastic i'm very happy very happy for you boys mm-hmm. that you fucking smash that shit
2: go so. check out their website for their miniatures they sell miniatures now
0: that are specially for painting
1: looks good too good looking miniatures yep
0: very very and there's still 14 days left on the kickstarter if you still want to jump in on that and get yourself some of the coolest airbrush ever they have A Q&A live on their page yesterday and henry cut his hair and uh it's oh no he didn't no he didn't it's just in a bun okay never mind man bun man i think i'd rather him cut it it look it looked cut yeah. man it looked cut no he can do man bun it's all right but yeah. i guess he
2: is european it's a <laughs> little different yeah they <laughs> <laughs> He can ride a Vespa with his man bun and his fucking sandals and his khaki shorts or whatever, and I can't make fun of him as much as I can if it's an American dude.
0: His khaki capris, man, come on, get it right. <laughs> like the yeah, roll that are rolled up, that are not long enough to roll down to be normal pants, but they're rolled up <laughs> like just <there's, laughs> it's like rolled up high waters. Like that's a that's European. One of those white
2: cheesecloth looking fucking shirts that's like got <laughs> three buttons down at the top.
0: Fucking blowing in the wind. <laughs> With a big ass medallion necklace and some some yeah. sort of gaudy glasses. Fucking
2: gold chain just laid up in the fur patch right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Looks like Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees fucking
0: Yeah. <laughs> With his socksless sockless loafers and his <laughs> Oh man. Man, we just described the, probably the nicest guy. Uh. <laughs> so congratulations to them, guys. I'm I'm very happy for them. Um,
2: hey, what's he wearing in his video? Is he wearing his? Uh, if you mess with this, you get this shirt.
0: No, he's wearing a red hoodie. Oh man, could have wore his Rule King shirt. It might be a Royal King hoodie. I don't know. I don't think it is. Nah, I
2: don't think he bought a
0: hoodie. So, either way. He's got all 12 of his rings on, though. Uh. So, yeah, that's it. That. You want to talk about Wargamer Camp, Brian? Yeah. What do we want to talk about? Laid out. What's out. Uh, what's going on with powerful wargamer camp i know that you had like a list of uh, events that were coming on that you were yep so we got the preliminary events locked in the ones that we can guarantee
2: uh someone will be there that's qualified to run um as far as like classes and events and what's the way we did it like because i talked to other people we're like well we're for sure these people are coming and between these people we could run these events slash classes but it doesn't necessarily mean that those exact people have to run it so like four months down the road if somebody decides to come that wants to teach a class or whatever and they're like well i can teach this you know whatever class like i'm really really good at it you know we'll let them do it but if they don't then like me or henry or somebody will be like the backup to run it does that make sense
1: yeah. Yes.
2: So, same thing like Classic Battletech. Me, Scott, Chris Duncan, we're all fucking qualified to do Intro to Classic Battletech. So, there. as of right now, Scott's the guy. Scott dies of fucking dysentery or something, and he's no well, longer
1: with very us. Very possible. At least that there's very at least a 65% chance of that happening.
2: Yeah. Then me or Chris Duncan can then step in and do it. So... We wanted to make sure that the events that we put out there uh, would would be able to happen uh, regardless. So, uh, <clears throat> do you have the list in front of you, Michael? I don't have it. Uh,
0: I do not, but I can get it.
2: Okay, while well, you get that. So, we did, I can tell you the dates. I have those memorized. So, the dates are going to be September 12th through 15th. So it's a four-day event this time. We didn't mess around with the three-day, five-day thing. We just went, we split the difference and just did a straight four-day event. Um, so uh, it's basically going to be 100 bucks a day. So it's $400, which is about what it was last year. And once again, that will cover your all your gaming events. It will cover your room and board. And it will cover three meals at the camp, and then you will also get some type of swag bag or whatever. Um, then the, the cutoff for the camp actually happening is um, 35 people. We have to have a minimum of 35 people to make it financially viable. Um, did you pull that post up, Michael, with all the dates and the stuff? I don't have it. In front
0: of me. Uh, no, I have the post up with all of the what will be there, but not that post. Okay.
2: Well, you can go ahead. Go ahead and read off the classes.
0: Okay. So the following gaming events that will be sure taking place are an intro to Flames of War, an intro to 30k Mortalis, an intro to 30k, a 30k narrative event, 30k Mortalis event, a 30k Centurion event, uh, the Bruise and Pew Pew's event that we had at the Heresy Camp this year. Uh, Intro to classic Battletech, intro to Battletech Alpha Strike, an intro to dust, a dust tournament, a 40K friendly semi-narrative event, and a 40K tournament. There will be a board game bazaar and board games and card games by the fire circle while everyone makes s'mores. Uh, There will also be the following hobby classes. Some are going to be free. Others will cost between $10 and $20 uh, for materials to take the class. Uh, there'll be a resin casting class, which is fucking awesome, by the way. I can't like stress enough how good that class was this year at Heresy Camp, and definitely, definitely something that I feel like with three D printing becoming what it's at right now, it's it's almost like 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 scissors and paper, man. Like if you learn, if you're gonna learn three D printing you absolutely need to get your game up in resin casting because there's going to be instances where you need to replicate something more than once and it makes more sense for you to resin cast it than just keep on printing it for hours and hours. And it's just, I would absolutely recommend this class. It was pretty fucking legit this year and I think it's uh, I think it's only going to get better. I mean, it's only, you know, I uh, John is a great teacher and I think that the, after teaching this class for the first time, he's just going to get better. And it was already good. So, yeah. So, just something to think about. Uh, working with LEDs, another another fine class. This one's going to be powerful. Jamie running that class. He already did it this year again. And once again, he's so fluid with his LEDs and getting them in there. I don't think there's going to be, I think it's gonna be well, a class,
2: And I'm going to work with him. We've already talked about him when the Barnes built him coming and teaching a class here for my local guys, like for practice um, where, cause like this year at camp, it was basically like Jamie did one in front of you, but he was the only one with it. What we want to do is get LEDs in everybody's hands and everybody gets to do it along with him. And we're going to try to run an event like that here for my local guys as like a run, you know, like, like to get, to see if it'll work and to, to get the class down and then bring it to camp, if that makes sense. Once again, making it better.
0: Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, next is intro to airbrushing. Uh, this will be a free class. So this will be a just like airbrushing 101 class. Uh, one thing about this is, this is not going to be like, hey guys, you know, this come in and cults of paint it up or, you know, uh, CK Studios it up. Like, this is like just legit, just getting the bare basics of airbrushing down. Uh, so, a lot of the CK Studio classes and the cults of paint classes, and actually, pretty much every fucking class I've been in that's airbrushing 101, you take up a lot of time just learning the basics of the airbrush and so this class is going to clear that out so that when you go to a real airbrushing class uh that you can take at the camp there will be a uh uh they won't have to cover that so you take like this like this primer before you go in to the uh to the other classes that'll be at the camp so yep uh it's gonna be uh it it you know, honestly, I think there should be more of these. I held one of these like almost I don't know, a few months back and it you you definitely get a lot out of it. I held it for a bunch of old people. I think I told y'all guys about that. It was pretty wild. Yeah. So when the when the barn's
2: done, I'm going to run them out of my own barn just for people because I get asked. So like just even my local guys or new people I meet, they're always asking me literally like the same stuff over and over. So I'm just gonna be like, look, once every two months I'll have this class. Even if it's only one person that shows up, like it'll I'll basically just break down like the basic whatever. So when you leave, you at least know how to keep your airbrush clean, how to mix paint, how to prop you know, troubleshoot or whatever, and how to make that thing spray without clogging up on you.
0: Honestly, guys, if you're a listener out there right now that's like on the verge of like like if you're a brush painter right now, and you have not gotten yourself an airbrush, and it just because, like, I feel like our show makes the prospect of owning an airbrush so easy. Like, we talk about how, like, beneficial it is and how easy it is and how, like... It, like I know when we first started this show, I was not a fucking airbrusher. Like, I, I get it, dude. Like, I understand the world you guys live in. I went years without using airbrush. If you're a listener right now and you have airbrushing questions or anything like that, do not hesitate to send me a message or send our Radio Free Istvan or Radio Free god honestly, Facebook page, a message. We will fucking respond. And I'll, I'll help you pick the right airbrush. And just like, honestly, like if you need to Skype or anything like that, I'll get you going. Like I am 100% airbrushing fucking right now like that is like that is my life everything i've been doing has been airbrushing for the past like month now and uh yeah this basic airbrushing class will just be basic airbrushing so yep so uh next would be a intro into 3d printing this will be free class uh that is exactly like it sounds it's going to be an introduction into 3d printing uh will there be 3d modeling involved in that is like or is it just going to be straight up here's the stl this is how you print it these are some. i don't know i i bought
2: a printer i i'm going to try to get good enough where i could teach a basic class by the end of the year um henry is doing the same thing we know that you have basic knowledge um john stanford has quite a bit of knowledge
0: and i'm trying
2: to get this other guy huh
0: he said john has advanced knowledge
2: (laughs) advanced knowledge um and then i'm trying to get this other dude that i met at um michigan gt to come as well and if he comes he has very very advanced knowledge as well so i feel like between all those people once again it's one of those things where I don't know exactly who's going to teach. The, we're going to get the most qualified person to teach it that's there if that that is willing to do it, basically. But we have several backups where we can offer the class because we feel like, at a bare minimum, we'll have somebody that can at least show you the basics. For sure. Stuff, which for is what sure. the class is supposed to be.
0: And honestly, the thing is, guys, at this point, 3D printing and modeling is... One hundred percent. It doesn't. It affects the hobby now a little bit, but in my estimate, is like two years. That is going to be a good, healthy portion of the hobby that you will not be able to ignore. You will. You will be like, like. I feel like if you jump on this now, you get the idea. This 3D printing, this 3D modeling. You get these basics done now. In two years, you're not going to be mad because your opponent keeps like. Keeps printing up the coolest fucking third-party models or the latest and greatest version of something that just you know frustrates you. Like this is like this is definitely a way to to be a proactive and ahead of everybody else and the head of the game. Well, I'm not I'm not trying to
2: how do I word this and be political about it. Certain gaming companies that require you to buy. The same fucking box set over and over and over and over again to build an army. I mean, at some point when this gets big, aren't you only gonna maybe buy one box of them things and then figure out a way just to fucking print the shit out of them at home and not have to buy more than one box?
0: I mean, that's the thing, dude. Like, it's it's already there. I mean,
2: yeah, it, but it's not
0: common. It like like in the case of uh, like in the case of dust, man as soon as I realized that they only offered a pre-painted version of that, uh, that like there's a armored car called a Humber and they only offered a like Tamiya kit that it was already pre-converted with a conversion kit that they didn't offer. And you can only buy the pre-painted version and it was like 130 bucks for this like seven point model. And I was like, Nope, I can buy the Humber kit and I will just 3d model my own thing. And immediately, I modeled that up, printed it, sent it to Scott Robertson. He printed it up and all that stuff. And, like, just being able to do that, like, I feel like it, like, almost forced their hand to, like, okay, we got to release this kit. Because now people are just getting Michael's STL, which is extremely close to ours. And we got to get this kit out there. Like, Like, it legit, like, you couldn't tell the difference between my kit and their kit. And my kit is like seven bucks to get printed versus theirs like 35. And it's like, well, that's, I'm sorry, but like people can now do this at their home immediately when they see something, they can go on the internet, then go, I like that. I want that now print. It's the future, man. It's fucking, it's bonkers. Which is
2: what we're going to do with 28 millimeter Battletech. Yeah. So all I'm saying is a lot of these gaming companies, they're going to have to, Start making some
0: changes. Yeah. People are going to start, like, invest in resin. <laughs> like, invest in whatever makes resin, because holy shit, it is coming.
1: Yeah. Mostly small Chinese children.
0: <laughs> Make caustic caustic resin.
2: But anyway, we're going to have this intro to 3D printing, which I, you know, will, I think will be a really good class to take, obviously.
0: Yeah. it's definitely It's definitely worth it, especially if we include some 3D modeling in that. I'm not the best at 3D modeling. My stuff is real basic because I use uh, uh, Tinkercad. I use Tinkercad to build up all my models. And I can, like, fucking, like, caveman my way through it. But there's people out there that use, like, ZBrush and stuff like that. And I know John uses some, like, engineering ridiculous software. And he makes stupid, stupid stuff.
2: Well... I don't even know if I should say this because it's so preliminary, but we have this idea. So just take this with a grain of salt. This does not mean you can't come to me at camp and say, I thought we were going to do this. This is just an idea that Henry had when we were talking. So in the perfect world, if we can make this work, the idea would be you computer model up something simple like a conversion piece or whatever for another thing that we already have in the printer then whatever it is that we print we then make we then take that item and then in the resin casting class make duplicates of the item that we've 3D printed and then in the LED class put LEDs in the thing that we've 3D modeled and 3D printed there and then then the intro airbrushing class you get the fucking airbrush, you get what I mean? So you could at the camp leave with something that's fucking LED lit painted that you've 3D modeled, resin cast, or 3D modeled, 3D printed, resin cast, put LEDs in, and painted from fucking scratch all at the camp, and you get to take it home.
0: That'd be so dumb. That'd be so cool, but so dumb at the same time. You're like, do you guys remember what we started printing yesterday? And then they just like pull it out front of the table. <laughs> hey! Like, this is <laughs> what we started printing. So. so I don't
2: know, but that would be like if you think about that conceptually, it's a really neat idea. I don't like, we'd have to find the exact perfect item that all that things will work on. That's also fucking cheap enough and simple enough to get all that done at the camp and all like, so
0: I don't know. There's a lot of logistical stuff there. Since we're like spitballing here, right? Since this is like, you know, just us, we could honestly take inside like Tinkercad and we can have like a space Marine or like, you know, something like a space Marine head, that is fully fucking like, okay, you have you can choose a Mark 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 head, right? And then it's like, oh, do you want him to have a plume? Grab the plume, put it on there. Do you want him to have this? Grab that, put it on there. Do you want him to have like an eye thing? Put it on there. Do you want him to have like this, this, this? You can do all that and then just like print, and it'll take like 15 minutes to print that. Unfortunately, you're not going to be doing like the LED and stuff and all that jazz on that model, but you could absolutely, and you can do like a one-six scale Space Marine. That'd be fucking cool as shit. There's a whole lot of stuff you could do.
2: Yeah, we'll figure it out. But it's it'll be it be cool classes. Is there any more classes? We got hung up on the three D printing things. So we're all pumped about three D printing right now. Yeah, three D prints hot.
0: Check out that fucking post I just sent you A little sneak pre amongst us. Uh, next was a brush skills class. So we're looking at a just a class I need to take, honestly. Especially after painting Mordians, I'm hating my life right now. Um, I had to ask some people about uh, like uh, what to white to use to like use with a brush because I've been airbrushing white on everything, and my whites have been coming out just mm, beautiful with an airbrush. But then whenever you start like hand painting white, it looks like ass. And so I'm trying to paint these like white gloves on these Mordians and they're all like, ah, kill me. And I'm just like, oh shit. What am I doing? <laughs> it's, uh, it's just like there's no proper way for me to uh, I guess like balance the white like to I'm like I'm so shitty at putting an even coat of white because I use the uh, Vallejo Air white and it's like Oh, it's such ass! And so I had to ask a whole bunch of questions on how to get a better white. And I need a brush skills class. I've relied too heavily on my airbrush here recently. I need some sort of like reminder of how to how to use how to use my stick with hair at the end of it. Yep. So, uh, next is an intro to weathering techniques and materials. That one's exciting. That sounds exciting. I mean. Yep. You're looking at, like, everything from uh, pigments to oils to, you know, sponge technique, hairspray technique. You, yep. you look at, like, everything down the line, man. Like, it's that's pretty exciting, especially the pigment side of things. I don't think enough people realize what they could fully do with pigments. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, this is – we really need to probably find some, like, military modeler group or something, just find some, like, old 60-year-old bearded man who, like, has been military modeling for, like, the past 40 fucking years and just knows every secret out there. We probably need to look for that sensei. I'm sure he exists somewhere in Indiana and, like, <laughs> just – or maybe even Kentucky and just fly him we up. We need
2: and, to get Bailey to come to the camp and just teach his weathering class because it's legit. I took it at Nova, and it's really good. So we just need Mark to come teach that class at Art Camp.
0: Okay, if y'all could all just write Mark Rayleigh a a letter, I think we'd be (laughs) (laughs) pretty solid. If all of our listeners could just write him a small letter, (laughs) just put a put a bunch of put a bunch of love in it, put spray it with cologne so he can like. (laughs) Did they spray this letter with cologne? Uh. Then a last but not least, the last thing we have on here is a painting clinic. Q&A. This is going to be free. Uh, this sounds like one of those... And this happened pretty much the entire time at camp to Henry. People would bring up their model and be like, can you look at this and tell me where I fucked up? And like Henry would be like, oh yeah, this is what you need to do. and This is a this is how I got this effect. Or, it helps. Yep. It definitely so helps. the
2: idea there is it'll for sure be Henry, and he'll just be chilling in the painting area, painting a model of his and then if you want to just go there and hang out with him and bullshit while you paint then he'll, he's open to answering anything about painting so just like what Michael said Henry will just be painting the model um, the classroom will be open to anyone you can go up there and paint something with him hang out with him and he'll answer any questions and then any other painters that are there or any other like counselors that are teaching classes that also want to go up there and be part of it they can where people can ask everybody or whatever and everybody can, uh, you know, ask whatever questions they want uh, amongst all the painters in there. So that's kind of the idea behind that. And that'll, we'll be doing that a couple times throughout the camp. So that's going to run more than once. In short, airbrushing, I think, is going to run twice. That seminar thing is going to run twice. I think most of the other things run once.
0: Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, even if you came to camp, With no intention of playing any games, I think you would be doing pretty well just with all the hobby stuff you learn. I think it's going to just really advance you quite a bit. Very. And
2: this is just the preliminary stuff. I mean, more stuff may be added. This is just stuff we can guarantee will be here. um, It's a very fluid. After only about a week of preparation for the camp.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is all stuff that got done this camp, and we know that like. It well this is it's 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 all doable. There's absolutely no reason why this can't get done. It's a fluid list. Honestly, guys, if you're one of those people that listen to our show and you're just like, Man, I want to get involved. I can help do blah. I can help you do a photography class, or I can help you do this, I can do this. And you wanna contact us, feel free to contact us, guys. We're uh, we're definitely available for that and we're we're definitely taking on help and we'll uh We'll try and make sure we can count on you, but, you know, definitely something to hit us up about.
2: And then we've got a bunch of gaming events, too, if you want to read the gaming events out. Oh, you already did those. Sure did. That's So go to the other page I posted about, like, the, the key dates for the camp.
0: Okay. So, the key dates posted for the camp. Uh, so, September 12th to the 15th is when it's going to happen. Uh, so, <laughs> the so this is how it's going to work, guys. Uh, so, the price up front is $400. That's going to cover your sleeping arrangements. That's going to do all the game activities, swag bag, three meals a day. Uh, Just like the camp we had a month ago, Uh, only 60 tickets will be available for this event. Uh, Due to the nature of the events, we'll have to sell a minimum of 35 tickets for this event to be financially doable. If we do not sell 35 tickets before May 12th of 2019, the event will be canceled and all money will be refunded to anyone who bought tickets. Uh, If we sell 35 or more tickets before May 12th, then camp will go on as planned. Uh, if the camp is funded and there are any events that require signups due to limited space, and those signups will start on August 12th. Uh, as far as a refund policy goes, any refund requested before that May 12th day uh, will be granted in full. After May 12th, refunds will not be available. The reason for this is simple if the camp gets enough attendees by May 12th, we are financially on the hook for it. Uh, we can't then have people back out on us and defund it below the 35 person minimum. Uh, Tickets can be purchased through starting now and continuing until August 25th. After August 25th, you can still purchase a ticket if there are any spots remaining, but you may not receive the full swag bag due to the lead time on the items they contain. Uh, Early Bird Special, the first 20 people to buy a ticket will receive a special badge, a special poster, and a special cult of Paint swag. Uh, They will also get the first chance to sign up for events and classes that have limited spots available They will be able to sign up for a limited availability event starting August 5th instead of August 12th. How to purchase tickets? To purchase tickets, simply PM Ryan Kimmel or email him at ryan at warhammer30k.com. And then he'll set up a purchase through PayPal with you. Uh, We'll be updating the page uh, and the website. We'll actually update the website sometime in the next couple weeks with all the newest classes and information there. Uh, we don't have any preliminary schedule or anything like that planned right now for the actual classes themselves, uh, but we'll probably have like just a generic list. I would recommend following our Facebook page. If you are looking for the latest updates to the camp and there is a war gamer camp Facebook group that you can get into that updates will, will be there as well. Uh, do not purchase any plane tickets or make any travel arrangements until after May 12th. Uh, this way, the camp funds, you'll still have four months to make those arrangements. But if it doesn't, then you are not out anything financially since your camp ticket will be fully refunded. Uh, if you have any questions, please post them on that page. And then uh, that's going to be on the Facebook Or you post. can email. Or you can email Ryan at Warmer30k.com. So I feel
2: like that's a pretty good write-up. I think that should answer most questions that anybody has. Um... We already have sold thirteen tickets, I believe, thirteen or fourteen. So there's uh, six or seven of those early bird tickets left if anybody's uh, wants them. Uh, you don't have to pay the full four hundred now. Uh, people have been asking that. If you uh, want to do it in payments, we have people doing that, that's fine. A lot of people have put like hundred bucks down or whatever. and we've already had one guy put hundred dollars down and then come back and do a second payment of one fifty and he's got he said he's gonna do one more at one fifty uh later on. So we got plenty of lead time for this event. So if that's something you want to do is just pay it in payments. And that's fine by me. It's no big deal. We can do that. Um so I mean that's pretty much it. I mean we definitely want to make this happen. We had I think forty four or forty five people asked or something like that. I would like to just see if we can just grow by a quarter that'll put us at the 60 60 limit so that's kind of what we're hoping for is just to get a you know a quarter of what we got last time added back on this time to make this thing happen
0: yeah you could put you could put aside 60 dollars a month and pay for camp until may and you could you could like be funded 60 bucks a month
2: Yep. So that's the idea. Hopefully people jump on this and it happens.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good ass time. Oh, Scott's got to go. Yep, gentlemen, have a nice night. Hold on, Scott, before you go, real quick. How far is Uno, Kentucky away from you?
1: I have no idea. I've never heard of that. How do you spell it?
0: Uno like the uh game like Uno Uno yeah in Turkey It's actually called Uno but basically during prohibition there was like this uh, this code where it's like what do you want in your drink and you can say oh you know and then they like put a little bit of extra extra in your drink they put a little bit of alcohol alcohol in there <laughs> and uh that's what they do at the the bar in the general store over at UNO. The only reason I was asking is because they had a... It's about an hour and a half. Okay. They had a they had a barbecue joint for sale down there that I was, like, seriously, seriously considering picking up. Like, is like opening nice? a barbecue joint in UNO, Kentucky. Because the price nice. was so good. And they had this massive, massive wooden barn in the backyard. And all I saw was, like, I can get this business for this much, and I get that big solid wood barn that I can sell for this much? Like what if I'm making money? So anyway. I was curious. I was gonna right. ask you that earlier, but we'll let you go.
1: You gentlemen have a good one. Say yeah. See you Scott. There
0: Scott. So yeah. That's gonna be it for Heresy Camp, dude. That's gonna be it for it. That's all we got. That's all we got on the schedule here, buddy.
2: Yep. That's it. Scott could have waited I don't know, like five more minutes and you know, nobody would have known that he was rushing off here like a jerk.
0: Like a fucking jerk, dude. Yeah, I'm about to <laughs> go uh about to go prime up that Lehman Russ model. I'll throw that face or I'll throw the YouTube channel or the YouTube information. I'll probably just upload it to the Forgotten Legion and uh throw that up for you guys. It's it's pretty uh it's pretty I got the last one done. It's done. Oh, you know what? Like the only criticism I have about that thing is those lanes are fucking giant. That's the only criticism I have about it. What do you mean they're giant? Those are giant lanes. Nah, if you got a
2: a twenty eight millimeter car, it it'd be in it like a normal lane.
0: You think so? Yeah, I got some in the other room. Isn't a rhino like the size of like a massive tank? Like don't Abram? get me
2: started on a hammer scale. It's like, <laughs> it's, like fucking three Marines would fit in a rhino.
0: So <laughs> It's like the size of an Abram. And, okay, yeah. I gotcha. But it looks good, man. They all look good. I'm excited. These lanes like are
2: three and three quarter inches
0: wide. Three and three. Oh, you know that because you measured them, huh? Yeah. So they're perfectly even? Yeah. I expect no less from you, Mr. Look Kimmel. at this.
2: Look at this. Even where they cross in the intersection, look how perfect that is.
0: You should be proud of yourself. Put a bicycle lane in there.
2: That's too much work.
0: (laughs) Just because it's, you know... Because it's a very progressive town that the industrial complex is in. (laughs) (laughs) They have bike bike lanes. Uh, All right, cool. We'll kick it off to some music and... We'll see you guys later. Y'all have a good one.
2: Bye. Here's the camp ticket, fuckers.
0: <laughs> Y'all have a good one, guys. Bye.